have a passion, hobby or expertise and want to share it with the world, why not do a podcast? The PodStation offers a wide range of packages to make this a reality, ranging from training and support for those who have no idea where to begin to podcasters who just need somewhere to host their show. With prices starting at a mere £15 per month, you can now get involved in one of the fastest growing entertainment forms in the world without all the headaches. To find out more, visit thepodstation.co.uk forward slash station dash packages. And remember, those with passion, podcast. You're listening to the Business Spotlight exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Business Spotlight. In fact, actually, it's a special version of the Business Spotlight because we're doing a crossover, which is very exciting for me as a comic book nerd because it feels like a, a Marvel comic book crossover. And yes, the guest, for reasons which will become apparent very shortly, has just rolled her eyes at me. Um, because the barn, uh, who we will be featuring today, also has a podcast. So we're doing a, a crossover. So this episode will be available on both feeds. So if you don't follow the Business Spotlight, but you do the barn, hi, and vice versa. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's just briefly explain what the business spotlight is um we set up the pod station mark and i a couple of years ago and um obviously in the last 12 months a lot of businesses have been hit by the world pandemic we came up with the idea that it'd be great to feature um, all sorts of businesses uh, and so they could uh, exhibit their expertise they could talk about their experiences in business what they've learned um, perhaps even give some tips about what they've within their area of expertise which may hopefully be of benefit to you the listener if you would like to be on the show then feel free to email the business spotlight at the podstation.co.uk or you can direct messages on social media if you go to the podstation we're on facebook instagram twitter and linkedin uh, then you can just drop us a line we'll send you out an application form and we take it from there so it's nice and easy um presumably if you've listened to this show then you've already found us but just in case you're listening to it from a slightly inconvenient or unusual place then you can actually find this show on all of the major podcast platforms uh, you can find it on youtube and you can also listen to it on the podstation.co.uk website so that's all the jibber jabber done i'm now going to introduce the guest for today now she's my other half hence the eye rolling because she knows exactly what i'm like so there may be more eye rolling as i try and um, conduct myself with some witty bants uh, only for her to not find it funny in any way, shape or form, which is probably how our guests normally feel. They're just too polite to show in an outward way. Um, but I brought her on because if ever there was a business that perfectly highlights some of the challenges that the certainly the high street has faced, then the barn is certainly one of them. So without further ado, I'm introducing the wonderful, the beautiful uh, Samantha Petty. How are you doing, Sam? I'm fine, thanks, Mark. Uh, right. We should start by probably explaining what the barn is and um, maybe so we don't create any massive spoilers, uh, explain what the barn 
was like say 12 months ago and then we'll we'll explain the story and people will see and hopefully find out where we're going well we opened in june 2018 as a predominantly uh, creative craft venue so the upper part of the barn is for teaching creative craft um, also, my own studios, which is uh, Wirral Candle Company, so I take up a portion of it, but the rest of it, about two-thirds, is for other tutors to come in and teach a variety of crafts from ceramics and weaving um, right through to jewellery making and sewing. And then the lower part is our gift shop, or was at that stage when we first opened our gift shop, so it we gave over the entire ground floor space to um, mainly local artisans, so local makers who would make everything from the ceramics um, and sewn goods to everything in between, to be honest, um, you know, recycled items and gifts, jewellery, so a whole array. That's how we started out our life. What particularly made you go into sort of creating the ban in the first place? Well, from a life of law... Um, of nearly 30 years and um, elements of that I would say were um, not right up my street, um, didn't suit my personality so I'm more of a creative person and I love craft so if I can have a go at any sort of craft then yeah that's me happy so um so from going from that i went into a magazine industry where we were supporting local independent makers primarily and my main focus for that was being aware that small makers don't have a budget a marketing budget um so it's difficult for them to get the word out and about about what an amazing product they have so as a collective they've got greater power. So we did features on things like the farmer's market. So we were featuring all of the deli goods that could be bought, uh, right down to other local artisan good makers. So yeah, as collectives, we could feature them in the magazine. It, obviously the expense to them was a lot less. And I loved meeting those people and felt like I was in my arena. I was with the people I was supposed to, I was with the tribe that I was meant to hang out with. And from that, really, the barn was born. I wanted to stay in a creative arena, hang out with these amazingly creative people and, um, and make far less money than I did in law. I think that's not necessarily entirely true, though, is it, why you ended up going into the barn? You, you did skip the enormous hole in the spare bedroom carpet, which was left when I think you dropped the blowtorch whilst making a candle. Uh, and at that point, I said, you better go and find yourself a workshop area to do this in before you kill us all. I think that is true. Um, yeah, as the children left home, I, I took over various rooms in the house. Um, and so when the landing after the bedrooms was taken and then the dining room was taken, it was either my candle business or our relationship. So I had to uh, to opt to get the candle business out of the home and into another venue. So yeah, the barn was born out of needing studio space and also wanting to help other people who'd perhaps been in my position 
and wanting to leave the day job for something that they enjoyed a lot more. If anyone's ever seen an episode of Life of Grime, you know those houses where people can barely walk through the corridor because of boxes and stuff. That's that's kind of how it became. I think I think we were all able to squeeze on a couch at one point and watch the telly through some boxes. Uh, so thankfully that's all been resolved. Or had it, in fact, because this brings us on to the reason why we're doing this podcast in the first place, because there's a huge amount that has changed about the barn, for the barn, for the last 12 months. And it's quite exciting changes, perhaps brought about by some less advantageous circumstances. So uh, you've obviously given the background about the barn there. Let's start at the beginning of the pa- pandemic. The Prime Minister has just gone on the TV and told us all we've all got to stay in our houses Bearing in mind you've just described a gift shop and a place where people can do craft courses, one assumes that created one or two problems. Uh, Yes, you can say. We thought that we had a bit of a niche venue. You know, we're aware that the high street needs to offer an experience when you walk into it. Um, So offering the crafts in person teaching was a huge element of our business, which just ground to a halt when Boris made the announcement. So at that stage, I think that three month initial lockdown one was tough because we literally couldn't trade. We actually stopped, we closed our front doors, I think about two weeks before lockdown because we were conscious of um, people feeling uncomfortable coming into the venue and ourselves as well. And that was the unknown, no one really knew what the virus was all about. So at that stage, I think you flail quite a lot. You're not quite sure which direction you should be going in. So I was fortunate enough to have a website. I know many people weren't, but we did have um, the good basis of a website. But perhaps we didn't focus on it in terms of an e-commerce platform as much as we could have. Um, So obviously we were more focused on bringing people into the venue and hanging out with them and crafting together in person. So we focused on that side of it and we used um, Funky Vibes to help us. um, Shameless plug, thank you, love. Yeah, it's a pleasure. um, To expand the e-commerce website. So it was the um, gift element for the artisans who sell under our umbrella. Um, We basically put forward an offer, which was a a vastly reduced no upfront fee offer to enable them to create a 12 product e-commerce website. Um, It's all with their own branding on. So we didn't feel like we were diluting their own brand. We were just basically bringing them under the Barnes umbrella and profiling them um, and then obviously pushing that out to other people, um, other prospective customers. So we just had to find a different way of reaching our customer base than we had been used to before. In this particular instance, you were almost forced into doing it because there was no other way of trading. Um, Do you find that now lockdown measures are starting to ease, it still forms quite an important part of your business because the barn or rather the main ethos of the barn is obviously to bring people to the venue because it's it's very much about the experience you get there but by the same token having this now much more developed e-commerce site um a gives people who perhaps can't get to the barn for whatever reason it might be geographical it might be physical um the opportunity to still get involved in it i guess um and 
also those people who do go to the barn but perhaps don't have the 20 minutes it might take to pop in to buy so a perfect example feels like a shameless plug again but your candle products so world candle company if someone loves your candles but they need more candles they don't now have to physically go to the barn every time they need new ones they can actually go to the barn place the order through the website and they've saved themselves a job albeit that they will still come to the barn anyway yeah absolutely we um we've reached a far wider audience i mean that's not only um you know, having a great website, which is often commented upon about how easy it is to navigate and how they like being able to find specific makers. Um, but there's other groups, you know, Facebook groups that we've been sharing to our own artisans share um, our website and their own pages and links. And they obviously haven't been able to afford to invest themselves quite often in their own websites. So it reaches this um, market, which we never thought we, we would otherwise have reached. We've had customers from France, Australia, Canada. Um, so yeah, we really have uh, cross borders. And I think there's definitely been an element during the various lockdown stages where the fear factor has kicked in and people are less loath just to go for a wander. Um, they want to, maybe they've been shielding or isolating. Um, but for whatever reason, they don't want to just meander along the high street in the same way that they used to. So it's been a godsend having the website. We also used um, a bicycle courier. So as a bit of a, an eco uh, warrior personally and wanting to carry through that theme and my own values into the shop, we wanted to reduce the carbon footprint. So we use a bike bicycle courier, particularly over Christmas. So we laid him down this uh, guy, Joel from Wayfarer Cycles, and he would travel from um, sort of slightly outside of Wirral um, to Bromborough and Chester, um, Liverpool. So this guy was really getting some um, bicycle mileage in. So it's perfect for our footfall and uh, to reach our customer base presumably you uh, didn't send joel when the orders were in france and australia on his bike <laughs> no um he did have a cutoff point um he had a wide demographic but not that far so um yeah we were we were basically working around the clock because during lockdown three i think we had a three-week window before we went into lockdown three so that was during the christmas period so that was pretty much round the clock. We obviously relied on uh, the Great Royal Mail, so um, we could still reach our customer base. Um, but what I particularly like about us as a venue um, is the fact we can personalise. So every order, either ourselves or our artisans, make contact with the customer. Um, so it's still a hand-holding effect. So even though we're not with them in person, we always um, contact them as soon as an order is placed. We let them know that it's been received and then ask them if they need any personalisation, whether there's a deadline date in mind. Um, but yeah, our venue particularly does specialise in personalised items. So we have been called um, like the, the online platform, not on the high street, which we've always sort of seized because it's a true reflection of us both in the way that we mirror that platform insofar as we don't sell the traditional gifts that you might find on a high street. Obviously, we have the more unique and we can offer the personalisation. So it still meant that we could keep the theme of the barn, but 
by still using technology in the website um, in an interactive way still so we can still interact with our customers but just not face to face so you were prior to the lockdown you were using your website for people being able to view and to book on to your craft courses uh, obviously craft courses stopped in a physical sense during the lockdown i know from having worked with you um to try and do it the idea or you certainly looked at trying to do the the online courses it never quite took off is that something that you have made a conscious decision just didn't quite fit within your wheelhouse as the barn or is that something that perhaps you might revisit further down the line because there is somewhere where it can fit in I think there's definitely a market I mean I was really impressed with many makers who adopted uh, that avenue and I did do some um, videos in the garden um, and I was going to do craft kits but the pandemic brought with it as well as along with Brexit um, supply chain issues so to create craft kits um, is is not an overnight job um, if um, your pet bottles come to a grinding halt your wax stops to be uh, delivered in the same way that you've ordinarily been able to order it then you have to assess whether or not creating those kits and delivering zoom classes is the way forward um, and perhaps for me as an individual zoom doesn't quite feel as comfortable i'm of a generation and perhaps i'm not as comfortable with that but i think as various stages of this last 12 months has taught us we have to and the fact i'm even doing this podcast is um is probably testament to the fact that we've got to change and adapt and and maybe that's definitely something down the line i mean certainly we're looking at subscriptions and things like that and introducing them as part of the website so i'm sure it's going to be on the agenda Indeed, and if anyone does want to check out the websites, thebarnwirral.co.uk, you are undergoing some wholesale changes at the moment, just re some reorganising, some changing of images, and as you mentioned before there, you're going to start adding some su subscription packages, so it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I mean, we're, we've expanded into um, Delhi, uh, coffee, um, so we've essentially during this uh, latest lockdown, I think we were more aware as to the time scales that we would be closed for. And whilst that gave me a minor heart attack, it at least gave you a timetable within which you knew what time you had to work. Whereas the previous ones, we had just sort of lurched. So we'd closed and you sort of sat there each day wondering whether you get the bottle of gin or whether you crack on with some work because you didn't quite know which way and which direction things were going to go this time um as and we're talking here about just post christmas because there's yeah. there's a, a if people go to the or rather visit the barn now as in today you you probably would be quite surprised by the general change in in the physical layout of it now yeah well when we knew that we had that uh three four months really ahead of us then it was almost um, a godsend insofar as we knew that we could then make the changes that we'd actually been talking about for about 12 months. Um, so you have to find a positive and a negative and it was a dire situation but nevertheless we have now got what we have always discussed having probably for 12-18 months which is an eco coffee shop. Um, we're not trying to compete with 
everyone on the high street. We're not trying to be a Costa Coffee. What we are trying to do... Costa Coffee, if you'd like to sponsor us, <laughs> the business spotlight at the podstation.co.uk. Other coffee shops yeah. are out there. Um, but we're bringing it in partly because we knew that the upstairs crafting space needed to be cleansed of um, our free tea and coffee area, essentially, to make way for more um, workstations so we could still teach, hopefully, in the same group numbers that we wanted to before, um, but obviously we needed more table space. So we've introduced the coffee shop and its theme, as I say, is eco. I mean, I call it Coffee Co because um, it, it's got eco in the name. It's still under the Barnes umbrella, but it's got um, a sustainability theme running through its core. So our coffee cups are made from recycle coffee grounds. So that's a company uh, called Cafe Form, who, um, who basically are a Berlin-based company, and they collect the used coffee grounds from coffee shops and various outlets by bicycle courier again, and then they reform it into usable coffee cups. So this is part of what's referred to as the circular economy. You drink your coffee and obviously the grounds that have been used are then reformed back into a usable item to enable you to then drink your coffee again. Um, so that company is someone I've been working with and they've been great. We sell those cups as well as use them in the coffee shop. Um, other elements to our coffee shop will be We've got a log burner. Um, I made a decision to cut off the um, gas supply um, as a non-sustainable fuel source. So we have a log burner. Um, we use coffee logs. So they are again uh, made using recycled coffee grounds. So each one's made using 25 cups of coffee. So I think for me, this is a good complement to to why we're entitled because a lot of people use eco very um, glibly without thinking it through um, but for us it's just been um, a big factor as well as buying recycled furniture so I will often go on to Facebook marketplace and Facebook if you'd like to be a sponsor <laughs> of the show thank you Sam um, I think you're going to be bringing in some wonderful sponsorship revenue for me <laughs> let's hope so um, so yeah that I've basically tried to source pre-loved furniture. So our walls are created from scaffolding boards. Um, a lot of the furniture internally has been pre-loved. Um, and I love that um, feel to the barn that you don't have to buy new, um, often older items that have been pre-loved um, and just not needed anymore, have great life in them. So that's our ethos. Okay, um, with the coffee shop, uh, well, it's not just a coffee shop, is it? It can be great to go and buy a coffee, uh, but uh, it helps to have a, a bun or a cake to go with it. Yeah, we've, we only source our bakes locally. So um, we've got a couple of sisters in West Kirby, Cookies by Cal and Jan, who are a great stockist of our cakes. So we do everything from loaded buns to donuts, um, trying to keep it seasonal um, and we're thrilled to be able to support local um, makers with our sweet pudding offering. So we've got um, Vicarage Bakes who are an award-winning brownie maker 
Um, so she will be providing our brownies. We've got vegan and other options, but they've won Great Taste Awards for several of their products. So we're thrilled to be introducing that. And with us enjoying Italy and particularly affogato, we are going to be introducing that to our menu. So the ice cream that we'll be supplying is from an artisan UK based maker, Hackney Gelato. So we're going to couple a great taste award winning ice cream with a great taste award winning brownie. So that's going to be going on the menu. And obviously then you can have our espresso topped off onto it if you want. So you can have it loaded or unloaded with brownie or without. So as well as that, we bring in about twice a week bakes. Um, so you should have at least four varieties of different um, cakes and pudding options. And that's from two sisters who, again, were formed during lockdown, um, Cal and Jen from Cookies by Cal and Jen. And supporting local makers, again, is a huge part of our ethos, whether it be gifts or bakes. Um, and on Friday, I'll just get another plug in. We do Fresh Bake Friday. So we have lots of artisan bread brought in, like French sticks and olive bread, sourdough, focaccia. Um, Pastries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we're trying to offer you as much variety as possible and give you a reason to walk through our door. So we're not just a gift shop, you know, our, our expanding deli section as well. I'm a bit of a foodie. So I have. Um, always enjoyed food and obviously great tasting food so for us to to expand into a little bit more of the deli jarred goods a lot of those have won awards as well like our infused vinegars and our locally foraged wild garlic salts and oils um so yeah we're building on that so we've got everything from cooking sauces and coffee to herbal tea infusions um i, ch I should apologize by the way if you can hear in the background a snoring we felt it, <laughs> that's our dogs um in particular i think it's buster who's firing the pipes um we thought it'd be very very unlike the barn to kick the dogs out as a dog friendly venue <laughs> so we've we've left him in the background and he was quiet but occasionally does snore so if you do hear that apologies it's very unprofessional of us but uh blame it on the pooch um so we've got the coffee shop uh we've got the bakery and the the buns and stuff um in order to create the seating because there's obviously indoor and outdoor well I'll say obviously people who aren't aware of this won't be aware that you've made a indoor and an outdoor seating area um at the front of the shop and there are plans to introduce it at the back but with that being the case what's happened to the gift shop well we were conscious that by creating this uh, coffee area inside we didn't want to lose um, display space for the artisans so it was important to to us to retain that theme and that's what we ultimately started life out as so it would just be awful for us to to not um, be able to have as many artisans displayed and have their giftwares on show so we've effectively put the gift shop in the main part of the shop and had more display cabinets um, hot stuff stoves and hoy lake kindly um, Kate from there who I stock with uh, with candles has kindly donated dresses as she's needed to offload them so again they're pre-loved dresses we've shabby chic painted them and um, put new handles on and so yeah they've come into the gift shop again more pre-loved furniture um, but the front part of the shop where our counter was is now our um, 
seating space for the coffee shop. That's where the log burner is. So for me, it made sense that the ambience we want to create is somewhere that you would be feel comfortable to sit. I've often been in coffee shops and no disrespect, I know everyone's trying their best to, uh, to get as many seats as possible and many bums on seats to pay the bills. But um, for me, it was more about perhaps less bums on seats and more comfort so we've got um, a window seat there we've got a high bar stool table uh, the two alcoves have got some bar stool areas um, and we've got the center table our table i really love because it's made from recycled boat parts um so yeah that's that's really what we're about it's more about comfort enjoying your, your really lovely tasting coffee with a locally baked sweet treat um in nice comfy cozy surroundings perhaps with a log burner going um so yeah uh, and the gift shop's still intact fully intact fully stocked the only other change we've really made i suppose is that the people who sell in the gift shop are now selling online so we welcome newbies by all means there is a, a, an application process you can use the contact form on the barnes website if you are interested in becoming a stockist with us um, and the only um, caveat to that is that we want you to take up an online sales page and again there's no fee for that it's the same commission in the shop as it would be for the online page so the back-end setup fee is effectively paid for out of sales and we've kept that reduced um, £50 setup fee um, the same as it was 12 months ago when lockdown first hit um, so we've tried to make it accessible for everybody and we guide you through the process if you were interested in becoming a stockist with us. And the craft courses, because social distancing, we're, we're assured, although there are some occasional wobbles if you're watching the news, uh, are slowly being eased and fingers crossed in a not too distant future will be removed entirely. So are they up and running again? Are they going to be up and running? Are they going to be in the same form as they were originally? Yeah, well, I've had, and I'm really encouraged by the inquiries, um, people asking when we can relist. I mean, we had the, the awful situation where both in lockdown one and two, we had lots of bookings. Um, and obviously part of my uh, job is to get those people um, as a priority rebooked back in again to their workshops that they were obviously keen to enjoy. Um, the workshop calendar, the, all the tutors who uh, were with us last year have remained and so that calendar is going to be going live. I would say come the end of June, the full calendar will be back in place again. Um, the main way now when we've introduced this, we always again discuss doing it, but we hadn't quite got it off the ground because of time restraints, is a newsletter. So if again you jump onto the website, there should be a prompt for you to sign up to the newsletter or else you can use the contact form. Um, but if you want to receive prior notification of workshops and what we've got going on, then you can you can sign up for that. Otherwise, jump onto the website and under the craft section, you'll see our craft calendar. Um, on social media, I push out as well. Um, myself and uh, the team push out the workshop um, events as they are listed. So it's worthwhile following the Barnes Facebook page as well as um, if you're interested in craft courses, jumping onto either the contact form or newsletter to get the notification. And with uh, and at, the, at the time of doing this, we are just a couple of days post the latest rule um, 
easing so people are now able to sit indoors um whether it be cafes pubs they can start going to gyms again cinemas that sort of thing it's not quite yet the same you still have to do social distancing you still need to carry around with you a mask uh, just in case um how is the high street i suppose in heswell or and whether you're getting any feedback from other people in 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 other areas certainly on the Wirral as to whether things are on the up or is it still quiet are you expecting things to pick up at a greater pace if they are still a bit slow um, when more rules are eased I think there's a general lack of confidence on the high street Um, it's took a battering and so it's been slow to return to even you know a percent of its normality that it was uh, pre-covid so yeah we we're here to to try and comfort you insofar as we keep the front door open we are covid friendly venue there's hand sanitizers everywhere um and another um, initiative um, we've just launched is to offer Heswell-based businesses a delivery service on a Saturday. So if they want a coffee and a cake, normally that uh, deal is £5, but we're offering to local business that arrangement for £4. So we'll deliver it to your business. All you need to do is to just drop us a message on social media. I sent out some uh, targeted messages last Saturday. Um, so we've got some orders in for this Saturday. So yeah, we all you have to do for you and your staff you can either pop into the barn or send us a message on social media just tell us what you want or we'll tell you what's on our menu for that day and then we'll deliver it to your office your office or business obviously on the high street so if it's within a walk of us then you will be able to uh, take part in that offer and the other people that we work with um, is Cheshire Lions Football Club and uh, New Gen, which is a fairly new networking business again, which was born out of lockdown or created in lockdown. We're happy to work with organisations to offer them a, a discounted offer. So if that's of interest to you and your business, then just uh, get in touch and we can sort it out. But I think generally all businesses and I feel as if Heswell particularly has took a bit of a hit. Um, it's always been um, a busy, bustling town. But in terms of gift shops and perhaps places that you, you want to target for a visit, um, it's it's had a, a bit of a, um, a bad time. There's been quite a few of the larger chains, I think, that have closed down. And I mean, we don't want to go political by any stretch, but I think the cost of using those empty units has been just too great for smaller independents to then go in and fill the void and so you've just got quite a lot of of empty spaces yeah i mean it's sad to see and um, i think by working together with local business you know if we're referring footfall to each other um if you go into one shop and and they highlight the fact that there is us a gift shop around the corner we're not on the high street we're not immediately visible as you drive through Heswell so we do rely on word of mouth recommendations to get people through the door and obviously with a limited marketing budget we just try our best to to get the the word out and about in whatever form that might take whether it be flyers and events um and yeah it is definitely getting out there but it's it's going to be a slow process and a slow phased return to anywhere near where the high street needs to be 
because it was already taking a battering pre-COVID. And I just hope that the support that we've seen during lockdown for local and the thirst for artisan, locally made goods and great tasting food um, stays so that they tend to, not that I want to take anything away from Tesco, they've been big supporters of local business. If you'd like to be a sponsor. <laughs> you know, they they have been great for, for us and they do help local business, but it also does detract from what we have to offer as an artisan independent so yeah try and come to us and then go and do your big shop see what we've got to offer and and then go elsewhere brilliant well i suppose that brings us nicely to the end of the show uh, do you want to tell people again how they can get in touch with you so you the website is the and are you on social media yes our um social media handles are at the on instagram and facebook and if you want to send an email, inquiries at the uk. Splendid. Okay, if you want to check out the courses, uh, you can do it on the website. If you want to buy some stuff, go in, have coffee, uh, baked goods, danishes. I can verify uh, from my expanding waistline that they are very yummy. Uh, so go and check them out. Samantha, that's been very unpainful. <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> Yes, I think it is a word. I'll let you have it. Okay. Well, thank you very much and well done. Thank you. As I said at the outset, if you would like your business to be featured on the Business Spotlight, then as uh, then simply get in touch through the Business Spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk. Go to the website, thepodstation.co.uk, and use the contact form if that's your preference. Or alternatively, check us out on social media, The Podstation, uh, which is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review. Um, it's great to get some positive feedback. Or, I suppose, if you haven't enjoyed it, some uh, constructive criticism never goes amiss uh, but also by getting those reviews it does expose this show to a wider audience and on the basis that we're trying to give businesses as much exposure as possible that will be massively appreciated so thank you very much for listening uh, Samantha thank you very much for being a guest and we will catch you all next time guys thank you if you'd like to submit your business to be on the show simply email spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk or message us on social media at The Podstation on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out all our shows exclusively on thepodstation.co.uk.